Welcome to Elevated You with me, Keiko Tay. I'm that friend in your corner, encouraging you to break through the lies and false beliefs to live in alignment with your truest self. In each episode, I share transformational stories and impactful conversations to help you elevate your life and well-being. Today is the first episode of a brand new series. I'm sharing some of my favorite episodes from the past three years. To kick it off, we're starting with one of my favorite humans ever, interior designer Trevor Hill, known to be one of the most incredible designers in the Midwestern region. He's been featured in multiple publications and his work can be seen throughout that community, both in residential and in commercial. Now, Trevor wasn't just born this way. He had to work through the trenches, make a name for himself and become who he is today. On this episode, he shares an insider look at what he's went through and how he's transformed over the years. This episode is gonna share so much insight, including how to break through imposter syndrome and embrace your unique sense of style. Also learn how to turn failures into opportunities and discover how to curate your life in a new way that's in alignment with who you truly are. It's time to get elevated. We are here with the designer Trevor Hill today for our 100th episode yeah. of Bitch Fabulous Life. So Thanks so for sorry. having us, or me. I was going to say us. I always <laughs> feel like I talk about like the team, you know. Well, we've got the team around us too, so yeah. this is like amazing. So yeah. I'd love to hear, Trevor, how did Curated come about and Trevor Hill Design, how yeah. did you get started? So really, um, it almost sounds cliche, like when I was a young boy, I started having an interest in um, interior design and my grandma, I think it started with my grandma really with, we were going to, um, oh my gosh, rummage sales. And I remember my aunt, she was an interior designer and she did my grandma's entire house. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so incredible. I couldn't believe one human could do that to somebody's space. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, because you're, your home, I mean, that's your, your haven. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, somebody can make a difference in somebody else's life with their surroundings, with their dwelling, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's where it first was sparked. But I remember so vividly going to this rummage sale and grabbing these lamps that were like those touch lamps with, um, with the like engraving, like, like little scrolly flowers and, you know, in the glass. My mom totally had some of those. I remember the touch lamps. You had to touch it three times, right? Like it's brighter each time. Yes, exactly. (laughs) With the bright brass. Yes, the brass. And now they're probably in again, like totally. Probably ish. Yeah. (laughs) To a degree. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, I took down my aunt's beautiful lamp she put in my grandma's living room and put those in the place. And my grandma left those up there. So I'm not sure if that like helped start to build confidence. Like, you know, because they say a lot of children, their creativity is, uh, is like strifled, you know, along the way of becoming an adult mm-hmm. that you almost are told like, oh, this is the way to success. You need to be a doctor, an attorney, you know, and like, um, if you want to be an artist, you're not going to make money. You know, I mean, that sort of like mentality, Mm -hmm. I feel that has been like, I feel like it's changing though, but that, um, I think that that's what happens to us as a society, right? 100% agree with that. So, um, I think that little nugget like almost helped like it's okay you can do something else you know mm-hmm. and then um and then also like 
finding your own personal style, you know, which is, I know something you wanted to talk about, but growing up, I really didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't bullied, but I, I really didn't have friends. Like I didn't, I, there was nobody I hung out with after school or anything like that. And I think you really start to like dig internal and understand yourself more. And a lot of people I feel like that know me are pretty surprised by that because I'm so outgoing and so talkative and so energetic. And it just seems like, oh, clearly you had like a ton of friends in high school or grade school, but it just wasn't the case. But I'm so thankful because I am sitting here with you and this is who I am today. You know, I love that story because I can completely relate, especially as like being a creative kid or, you know, being able to have that be nurtured rather than like in a lot of institutionalized learning, people did the best they could, but there was usually, especially a couple like that generation or two generations, there was only one way of learning. Yeah. And if you didn't fit that mold, you were kind of on your own. And I went mm-hmm. through very similar feelings and very similar thought patterns and had to learn how to just be okay with myself. And it helped me in the long run. Now I can like have these great conversations and and celebrate that creativity and kind of get back to who I was. So I love that you had that and you found that through that experience, you know, something as simple as lamps you know and now yeah. look at this beautiful businesses and beautiful like you've touched so many people's lives with the homes that you you brought to life with the interiors so you know cool. yeah that is something that um i've noticed through time that um once i you know really get you have to build a relationship with your client to really understand what will feed their soul you know at the end of the day um my only goal, it's the house should not look like me at all. It should not look like the designer. I've always said that and I really mean it. It should truly represent the person that lives in the home, right? I mean, we know this. It almost sounds like obvious, but I've said it before to clients or people and they're like, you're right. Yeah. That like one designer, it all looks the same, you know, whatever that is. But I really try to understand the client and like what feeds their soul, you know, like because at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to do is I just try to pour my heart and soul into the project for them. And then seeing on social media, I mean, because you become friends, right? For the most part, seeing on social media, them having Christmas or Thanksgiving, and it's a space you assisted with, mm-hmm. with, I mean, making theirs, it, there's nothing like that feeling. I mean, it almost feels like a little part of you. I know that sounds strange, but like a little part of you is there. But I mean, at the end of the day, it really is them. You know what I mean? But like, you just like, I feel like you get so invested in it that mm-hmm. it it's so special to see it being, you know, clearly used by the clients and in their home. Like, what an honor that people will ask myself or other designers to like help them with their home. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, there are other things that are just as sweet, but there's nothing sweeter. It just, it's very touching, I think. I love hearing that passion and love in, in how you like voice that. And that just shows to like, you're on that right path. I can totally yeah. relate to as a graphic designer. There's like a little element of me in the, in it, but it's about them. It's about yes. it's their mark for their business is their thumbprint and having that fun element of being a designer, like wherever that is, if it's interiors or graphics or fashion, just to be able to have that influence and know that, people trust you in that. And that's super cool. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, and trust is a big thing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, when you're yeah. assisting with graphic design or interiors or even like somebody assisting you with finding clothing, mm. um, there there has to be like some balance of trust, you know? And I think mm. people naturally find that without even understanding that they're trusting the associate that's assisting them, wherever it's at. But you kind of ask a couple questions and I think it's like, it builds that little bit of trust, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. And you can feel it too when you walk into a space that you know, oh, I feel I feel appreciated here. Like you can walk in. Like when I walk in your doors, I, I love to see the beauty around me, but I also love being like greeted with a, hey, do you want a coffee? Or hey, how can I help you today? What are you in for? Just like, oh, I'm just stopping by to say hi. And then all of a sudden I'm walking out with two candles and a sweater and like. <laughs> that sweater does look good on <laughs> Sweater does look good on me. <laughs> Super cute. They're like, try this sweater on. I was like, yes, this is adorable. Um, so, you know, kind of talking about clothes, I'd love to share, you know, personal style is something that people sometimes fear uh, diving mm. into. You know, they don't know where to start. Do you have any tips or like, how do you look at personal style? You know, I don't know if it was a quote once or where it came from or if somebody just told me, but I actually do this even with my social media. You'll see if you go and see the people I follow, I don't follow any designers besides two, Kelly Wurstler and Jeremiah Brent. Love Kelly, by the way. I got to meet her in in the town you lived in for a little bit. Um, In Austin? Austin, yeah. I was like, not San Antonio. Austin, I met her. Does yes. she live in Austin? Is that- no, she was just visiting the same weekend. I went to Odessa in Austin oh. this year. Yep. Oh, and so good. Met her. Um, she was eating right next to us. And I mean, I'm not one to bother celebrities. And I also, I've never like, they just have the same. And I mean, it's funny. I call her celebrity. I mean, she has like a couple million followers She's and like, you know who yeah, she is. Yeah. But um, I mean, to some people, they won't even know, you know, who she is, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, she's an A-list celebrity. Right? I just, I just think she's so incredible. Talk about personal style, right? Oh my goodness, she, Everything. I can't yeah. remember where I first saw her stuff, but I was like, yeah. just her essence of her confidence. Mm-hmm. That yes. I was really attracted to, like, woman to woman. I was like, okay, I need to embody who I am a little bit more. And like, when you surround yourself, even, even through like a podcast or even, I know she does a master class, like. Being yes. in an essence with those people yeah. can help you find that that personal style. Um, I wasn't even going to say hi to her. And then my husband and the two friends we were with said, just like lean over. She hadn't ordered food or anything yet. They said, just when we leave, we were almost done. Just lean over and say, you know, anything to her. So all of a sudden I just started chatting with her and she was asking why I was in Austin. And I mean, it was it was like I was with a friend. I mean, she just, she was the sweetest person. She was, she really was. But, uh, and that's probably just like the chef too. Yeah. Just the nicest human. But, um, but, oh yeah. So back to like personal <laughs> style, you know, ADD, you're going to have to keep me on track. I'm the same ADHD. You're like, I'm yes. Enneagram 7, I'm all over the board. <laughs> and so with personal style, um, I, my best advice honestly would be, don't look around. Like, don't look at other people's stuff. Don't. And I know that's really tough with the world we live in with Instagram, TikTok, I mean, reels and everything that's surrounding us. Mm-hmm. It it appears like um, you should like this style. You would probably fit into this, you know, and that's, that's just not the case. And what I have found, and it's been, I mean, for quite a while, um, 
that I feel like when you finally understand yourself and your own style, and even if it's a little odd sometimes, who cares? I heard, um, was it, oh, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but is it Brene Brown? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Brene, Brene Brown. Brown. I almost said Renee, but I know there's a B, Brene Brown. Um, she she was talking in this one interview, and um, she said that um, the universe, or you could, I always think that people label things differently. We could talk about that different. <laughs> but um, topic, yeah. God, un- universe, like people label this thing differently. But anyway, um, so I feel like whatever that label needs to be. But she said the universe will come down and put her hands on your shoulder when you're in your 30s, late 30s, and say you're halfway to dead and nobody cares, you know? And I'm like, whoa. And I didn't, that's not the moment that all of a sudden I have this epiphany. Like I need my own personal style. It just like we were talking about, like Mm -hmm. I know your upbringing too, your childhood, like with being bullied and um, because I know, you know, we talked a little bit off camera, but um, that we had similar experience that way and that you really just, you had no other option but to dig in and figure yourself out and understand yourself and what you enjoy and love right Mm -hmm. and um, so I'm grateful that I had that opportunity and I know that is not for everybody right some people just see I think there's a term called like tried and true where some people will see like oh that person looks great in that outfit like a model Mm -hmm. um I think that I could wear that same thing and look just like them you know and Mm -hmm. so they're picking that other person's style don't get me wrong I look at some things and I'm like, I love the look of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll replicate that look. You know, why not? But truly it's, um, you have to like listen to your gut a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. like truly dig in. And maybe what you love isn't the mainstream thing, mm-hmm. right? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like Brene said, <laughs> I mean, depending on your age, but you're halfway to dead. Do you think it really matters if your style is a little off compared to the social norm? It doesn't matter, you know, and that's everything from your home. Your home should reflect you. Oh, by the way, have you seen photos of my house? No. Oh, it is. If you look up on Dwell, if you look up Castleton, North Dakota, it'll pop up. That's right. I did yeah. see the Dwell article. That's amazing. And we have um, a mannequin sitting up on our, when you walk in wearing my mom's, oh, I'm wearing my mom's pearls, which I've been oh. trying to wear lately. And I know, see, that's trending. I saw somebody wearing them, like pearls. Like mm-hmm. I know like, I don't know, it was a Harry Styles and a few other guys lately have been wearing pearls. And I'm like, oh, I really like that. See? So it's like, I'm mm-hmm. copying, but it's like that little component I liked for myself. You know, it's okay to see something that you like that somebody else is doing, you know? I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but just truly dig in and like figure out, like you don't have to conform to what other people are doing Mm -hmm. if it doesn't fit you, you know? This is so true. Like I I actually saw the pearls on you and I was like, Ooh, I have a string of pearls. I'm going to start wearing them more, you know? And, but it's like thinking about, you know, you can be inspired Yes. But also know like where that inspiration is coming from. If it's mm. coming from within you, like, oh, I really enjoy that. Or it's like, oh, I feel like I have to get that. because. It's oh, my gosh. I feel like I just got goosebumps for some reason. I think there's major truth behind that. Leaning into that for all of us. Leaning into that path and trust that what you enjoy and what you like and what truly speaks to your soul 
really is what you're meant to either either wear on your body or do in your life. And asking, don't be afraid to ask that, like, you know, what, who am I, you know, and you'll get a lot of answers when you start asking and knocking on those doors. You will. It's so true. Yeah. And then also, I mean, this is, I think on topic, but um, the signs are all around us constantly, Mm -hmm. whether it be angel numbers. I know those are actually trending right now. And I mean, I'm not saying I like was ahead of the trend or anything. I've loved angel numbers like for a long time, like the 333, 444, all of those repeating numbers. And I see them so consistently. And when you look up each one, they have different meanings. And I mean, generally speaking, a lot of them are you're on the right path, but then they have like different, you know, meanings behind it. But um, I'll notice sometimes if I'm not quite feeling like myself. I won't notice the numbers as much, you know, but I think that those signs and where I, what I was gathering from what you just said, really asking yourself and putting it out there, like, who am I and why do I love this or where is it coming from? Like, what is the foundation of why I like this? Is it because I think that it's like, I hate to like be so cheesy and say cool, but like, do I think it's really cool or do I think this is what it's expected for me to wear, you know, or, or how to style my home? Is this what I, I think I'm supposed to be doing? Like when that farmhouse trend, like <laughs> hit 10 years ago, <laughs> I mean, people are just going wild with farmhouse. Right. And then obviously it fizzled out. And then now everybody's stuck with the farmhouse. <laughs> so true, I <laughs> like my, Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I sometimes will jump on a trend. Like, um, the totems, like we actually have some right back here, but those totems, and I have one in my own home that we actually painted to go with our home. But um, that the first time I saw that, I loved it. And I have been noticing totems more on Architectural Digest and a few things. And I'm thinking like, I hope that's not just a trend because I really love that item. But then that says something at the end of the day, if it was a trend and it left and I still have it up, I'm okay with that, you know, and that's what you have to do is like be content with knowing yourself and knowing that's your desire or something like, let's say an object that you want to be around, you know, and that's what it's about at the end of the day, because then our life just like blinks by. It is so true. And I love that you, you know, bring that up about, you know, that personal style, what this trickles into all the aspects of life. It does. Because. I feel the same way when I'm off my path or something is going on. And it's sometimes a period of growth when we're, when we're kind of separate from who we are or separate from our correct, like that path of enlightenment or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Because I think that there is something you may feel so distant in that space, but that's a growth period. And then yeah. when you get back on your path, you know exactly because you kind of learn what you don't want. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a little trial and error. Like, even when it comes to trends, you know, bringing you back to style, this couple that I did and I'm like, oops, I like, you know, but it's, that's the whole beauty of it is that growth. Like you're going to, you're going to have trial, you're going to have error. You're, yeah. you're going to come back to things. You're going to, I was always like, I will not wear wide-legged pants. It doesn't work for short people. I will never work. But then I found a pair and I was like, this is <laughs> in my style wheelhouse yep. and it compliments me and it's yeah. a wide-legged pants. See? So you can kind of make it your own, and that's right. the best part. So That's so true. I yeah. love it. Um, can you share a little bit about, like, what does your staple wardrobe look like? 
Like, mm. what would you put together? What's like the ideal Trevor outfit? Oh, the ideal Trevor outfit um, has everything to do with comfort. <laughs> so, I'm on board with that. <laughs> so I, I really think like there's a brand called Barefoot Dreams that they have throw blankets and clothing. It's one of my favorites. And it just feels like the material feels like butter, mm-hmm. you know, and that I think would probably be my staple outfit. And um, like one day, <laughs> one day um, I went out to to the store in town and was wearing shorts, a shirt, and then a robe that almost looked like, kind of like I was telling you that one lady bought um, a robe and she said, I'm going to wear this as a jacket. I actually did that. And this one like high schooler stopped me and she goes, you're vibey. And I was oh, like, it's a compliment. Thank you. Totally. Gen Z, Gen Z, right? Yeah, Gen Z. Yeah, unless there's a new gen now. No, I'm just kidding. You never know. I mean, we are getting that old. Yeah. Life really does go that fast. It's like, wait, what happened to millennials? No, I know. Now we're like, we're like what happened to us? Elder millennials. Like, I'm vibey. That's like a huge compliment. Honestly, there was one point when I was walking in the door, I'm like, what am I wearing? You know, and that's somebody I do feel like, um, I'm very confident in understanding who I am for the most part. We can always adapt and change, right? And that's, mm-hmm. we need to. I mean, I just think if you're not, there actually is something wrong. Like maybe ego is too full, you know, mm-hmm. something is a little off, but um, we should always be evolving in a sense uh-huh. and and not, not redefining ourselves, but we should be um, understanding components of ourselves, you know, at yeah. all 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 ages and all aspects of life right Mm -hmm. but um and I just think that's like how you become more well-rounded and really grow I mean to the very end you know Mm -hmm. but I've always loved like a sweater over the shoulders I don't know and it's not about like it feeling pretentious or anything like that that's like that I almost run in the opposite direction of that (laughs) but it's something about it feels so comfort comfortable and effortless I would say that my ideal look would feel effortless. Yeah, almost like, isn't there that one, like, Kim um, um, Kim and Courtney? The, it's very effortless, but still a lot of effort. I think that quote <laughs> is, my, is me to a T. Honestly, it looks effortless, but you know there's something going on. <laughs> like, a lot of work that kind of becomes effortless after time. You're like, okay, I've got my personal style down. But yes, I love that. I'm very right. similar. It varies. I like comfort is one, but I have to look polished, yet like chic. And yeah. I, a staple word, like staple pieces, and then add a little flair here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Fun. Well, one thing, I mean, I know we're talking about clothing, but one thing I've always appreciated about you is that I do feel like you really do understand yourself. But like, even when you're dancing in the middle of, I mean, a ton of people, I mean, it's almost like that old saying, like dance, like nobody's watching. You've, you have mastered that. (laughs) I really think so. And I just, that's um, even coming from somebody that thinks they really understand each other. And like um, every human cares what people think a little bit, regardless of how self-assured you are. But um, it's almost like the mindset of like, um, like, oh, I don't care what people think. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. well, that's a very beautiful, like a fairy tale to believe in, <laughs> exactly. right? But you at some component care a little bit. But I feel like you have mastered that you have that confidence and you know, and you want to live, you know? 
So anyway, so I, I commend you for that. You. <laughs> and, you know, I, I heard a really great, I'm going to butcher it, but a really great quote from Lisa Ballou and co-founder of Quest. Mm. And she talked about what confidence is. She has a book called Radical Confidence. And oh. that was a game changer to read because she talks about confidence isn't about gaining confidence and then doing the thing. It's about trying, failing, trying, trying again. And that actually starts to steamroll this, this confidence. It's like creates this confidence that it, confidence itself is kind of a facade, but to just not have the, like the fear is always there or like, I feel like I'm being like, I don't want to be judged. There's all these things, but that confidence is being able to say, okay, fear, you're here. I see you and I'm going to put you here and I'm going to step this way anyway. And that fear is always there. I mean, I'm I love that. chronic anxiety, all this fear all the time. But I think that's kind of given me a gateway to, well, I'm scared anyway, so we might as well just do it or try something. So that's like what I always encourage people is just step out. You know, I think the bigger fear in life is not doing, is like if you spend your whole life wishing and wanting, and then you get to that age of like 75, and you didn't do and that fear of that place is a bigger fear for me than just breaking down the this these fears that we get these kind of superficial fears of i can't or yeah. oh this person's doing it how it's like no how can i do this what can i do how can i get educated how can i meet the right people how can i those are the questions we can ask ourselves like how can we grow yeah and like do the things so we can get to that age or however long our life allows us to say, I did everything I could to live the best I could and be the best person I can mm -hmm. and have the best conversations I could. And just like owning that thought instead of like, the fear is always there. But yeah. you can go, all right, I see you and I'm going to step past you. And it's. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I do. I really love that. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. But I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is always like just a little bit there. It's like, are you ever really fearless? You know, it might appear that way, mm -hmm. but yeah. And I mean, when I started with, um, with doing like magazines and then I was on like the local television show and that sort of thing, I mean, you know, like just one time a month, um, I'll never forget <laughs> the very first time that I was on local television <laughs> and they were saying three, two, I'll never forget that moment that I thought, what am I doing here? This is insane. I'm going to be on people's televisions in our local area. Wow. Like they've got the wrong guy. This is just wild. And then um, the anchor started talking and, and then I just started rambling and I was so nervous and um, and then the second got a little bit better. And, you know, for me, it was um, not specifically the fear of like, I'm worried of what they're going to think. Uh, well, I mean, it was, yes. But the placing it aside was more, I felt um, personally forced to push it aside for the better of the business, mm -hmm. right? So that was something that um, propelled it. And it, yeah, so when you were just saying that, I'm like, oh, in that moment, I placed fear aside because I felt I was forcing myself into this is for the business. This is exposure. You need to do this. And I don't even know what number, three, four, five, six, 10, 20, after however many, 
oh my goodness. It's it's just like right now, I it's like I'm talking to you. I and I don't even realize there's a camera on. I don't even realize that I'm on like live television, you know, in that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something I feel like, so that kind of also goes with that. Like you might place the fear aside at first. I bet now when you dance in front of people, you could care less. You are owning it. You know, you're just mm -hmm. like living in that moment, right? What, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I would assume. Very true. I'm very in flow state when I'm dancing, which is that state of like effortless, like you're kind of in a different level of yourself. You feel just this effortless. And for me, I love to entertain and I love to get people and encourage other people to come dance too. I want people to, whenever I'm in front of people and I see a smile on their face, that is what brings me joy because it's like you are smiling. You weren't smiling a minute ago. Maybe something happened in your life, but in this moment you feel free. You're starting to dance. You're starting to, you're starting to jive. You laugh a little bit like that for me to bring people joy through whether it be dancing, podcasting, anything where there is an audience, I just want that audience to feel that they're included yeah. and that they're feeling joy. And I think that's what encourages me because it's greater than myself. It's mm -hmm. about, like you said, with the business, you have that greater meaning behind it. So yeah. that's what encourages me. And you just like, you do get to that point in life where you're like, this is my life. It's not happening tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's not happening yesterday. It's in the moment what can we do with that moment? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of moments, I recently heard somebody say that, um, that we're all looking for these extraordinary moments. And the irony is that in the face of death or the face of a hardship, all that we want is the regular moment. And it's ironic because we like, like they said, we're all looking for like, going on vacation for it to just be extraordinary or that day to have extraordinary moments in that day. But really like it is ironic because all we really want is the ordinary, you know, mm -hmm. we are all very ordinary people. And just like the celebrities, you know, um, they, they just, they have a different occupation that puts them in front of people. There is no difference. They might have a little bit different background or different knowledge or different trauma or whatever it is but they are just like you and I. There, There is no difference, you know? That is so true. And I, I often, I love that analogy too, because when we look at celebrities where we see them, they're playing a role in a movie that there's <laughs> extravagant scenes in. But then when you like take and go behind the camera, like say you, you take yourself out of the movie, you're watching this extravagant scene and you go and there's like 24 hour days, six hours in hair and makeup. It's exhausting. You're hungry. You're, you're worrying about things like you have to memorize your lines and you think that's the things that we don't think about when we look at something, we see the final product. Mm -hmm. We see the, the, the masterpiece when we don't look at the, like the trenches that people go through to get to that point. Yeah. And so that's like the beauty of these kind of conversations too, is like we open it up to the vulnerability behind. This is the reality. There, there is no perfect moment, perfect life. It's all about these beautiful little enjoying a glass of wine on a Friday afternoon together or yeah. just like even just like taking in a sunny day after three days of clouds. 
something mm-hmm. like that. So I love that you said that. Yeah, that's so true. It's funny you talk about the, I really don't mean to bring it up because it's like years past, but when we film, I think you knew this story, when we filmed um, for the HGTV show in Fargo that was supposed to happen and it didn't, oh, yeah. the pilot never got picked up, which I mean, I'm like, you know, it's ironic in that moment. I just thought, this is like devastating, but I'm so thankful now. Like, otherwise I would be sitting here with you. Like who knows what would have been, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just, again, like you have to be grateful for all the highs and lows. Like that I would view, even though it wasn't maybe a direct reflection, but like I would view that in a sense as a failure. Like I put everything into it and it didn't work out, right? Mm -hmm. But that's like, that's life. (laughs) Like constantly, right? Oh, it's totally life. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize, like, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, but I never really watched HGTV before. Again, like, don't look around at, like, what everybody else is doing. Focus on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't realize it wasn't in sequence. So we, we would go pick out tile. And then two days later, and they would take a photo of you right away in the morning. Did I already tell you this? No. Oh, yeah. They'd take a photo of your outfit for that day. And sometimes you'd have, like, outfit changes. So you'd bring, like, multiple outfits. And then um, for the different scenes, you would hold it up, like, whatever it was. Um, You know, like, day two, and this is what you're doing. And then um, one day, I'll never forget it, Tabitha. She was um, one of the, like, I don't know, director assistants or something she would greet you every morning with your Starbucks and just so funny. It's like, (laughs) what is going on? And that's like too much for me. Almost like I'm just too simple. I think. But, um, so then, um, one day, um, we just got done filming a scene and I mean, it truly is authentic in a sense. Like it's a, it was a real client, real project, all of that. There were a couple of funny things that were for TV. Like there always has to be a problem. I'll explain that if you want to hear. But... <laughs> I totally, it's just like a movie. There has mm-hmm. to be like a certain ingredients to move. Yes, there is. To there's, make psychology. There's, there is. It's oh, a yeah. simple, it's actually like, a, I could explain it in two seconds, a really simple like, um, formula. And then. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch those shows, now you'll always see it. Or when I explain it, you'll be like, that makes sense. But, I'm already thinking back to like Chip and Joe. There's always a problem and there's yeah. always like, oh, then they solve it. And then they yep, yep. happy at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> Chip and Joe, um, they had real estate involved. So that's why they were a one hour segment or, you know, episode. Um, if there's not real estate involved, because that takes up the first half hour, then it's just like if it we were working with direct clients like real clients and renovating their homes like we do every day so there it was just four acts right in the one episode so the first one is you um you meet the team or you meet the talent or however they word that i think they say talent then you meet the clients and then you talk about what you want to do and then you already have to in that first scene you have to start in construction and there has to be a problem. So like with ours, ironically, on the pilot, um, we thought we knew all of it. Like there's a header up there. There's not going to be a problem, but we'll pretend there's a problem. Well, ironically enough, there was no header. There was actually a real problem. <laughs> so the problem was real. <laughs> but we were planning to fake it <laughs> oh well at least you had a backup and then then you actually you're like oh, there was a real problem <laughs> <laughs> then in act two so after commercial you solve the problem just like you said yeah then the next 
scene or that same scene, or I shouldn't say scene, that same act. So act two, before the next commercial, you have to have another problem. And that you'll notice they always do like a field trip. So it's going into the tile store or going to the vintage shop or whatever it may be because they don't want it just to be renovation. So they want like something interesting mixed in there with the designer or the client or whoever. That makes sense. Then you need another problem before that scene or that act ends. Three problems. Uh, two. Two problems. So you you have you meet the people, you mm-hmm. have a problem, you finish that problem, but before the next commercial, you have to have another problem. Okay. So with ours, it was the stairwell, and it was going up, and that one was a fake problem. So we were pretending to lift it up, and we were like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy. We already had it lifted all the way up. And then um, the contractor, Ben, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> It was so funny. I mean, like, especially looking back, but I thought it was funny in that moment. And then we had to have somebody come in and, like, make this um, almost like this hoist type of a thing. And, like, oh, what we did is we we called up Bob. His name was Bob. And had him make this hoist to get the stairwell up and law because it's this many pounds. And it was, like, this whole funny thing. <laughs> anyway, then commercial, then act three, you solved that problem. So it was, oh, we got the hoist. It's all done. Then you finish up the home and then the very, so not a problem, but to hold people on through commercial, you'll see they place a vase on the mantle or they'll be bringing in a sofa and you're like, oh, I have to see how this looks. Like I'm almost there. Cause that's what we all want to see is the, the before reveal. and after. Yeah. The reveal. Yes. Yeah. So then it's the next after that commercial, it's the reveal and it's with the clients and they're crying and you know, all of it. And then it, wraps up to if they have friends come over at the very end or and then the designer or the contractor are explaining did you notice this and you know mm-hmm. that's that's the end so there's the four exits started off have a problem then work on construction have a field trip have a problem Fini- you know each one finish the problem then oh there's another field trip in this one too wrap up the construction then place the vase or bring in the sofa make them make them want to see the ending product than the reveal it's that simple and you knew that right now it like all makes sense it all makes sense and it's like even in like even in podcast world or even like i was um i did a trial for network with my podcast too oh yeah and it was it became yes there was more of a formulation to it than Mm -hmm. what i was doing it didn't end up panning out but it, I learned so much, and then I was able to take the skills I learned and integrate those into my show. And so it's like everything that we go through, and it's almost like the show itself. It's like we're kind of solving our problems through life, <laughs> and then it's this big reveal. We have these reveal moments every so often in life where we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's beautiful," and then it's like, "Okay, let's move on." Like, and that's like the kind of how life really is. It's like we go through ups and downs, and then have like this reveal and then we go through ups and downs and then there's another reveal and then there's like you open another store I'll have another show or like however it kind of works and keep going and like that's kind of the beauty of life you could kind of look at it like we're all gonna have those like problems that are in our lives and then it's all about continuing forward so that was actually a really beautiful metaphor it was (laughs) that worked out very Brene Brown actually I'm like channeling her right now I love it how would you encourage people to like explore their personal style um one thing I was going to say was if you look at my house 
undwell. And it's not like a, ooh, fancy, fancy. It just shows it's not like my house is not for everybody. It's mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And it's for my husband and for our puppies. It's for us, you know? And mm-hmm. that I think um, if, if anybody could have a little takeaway, I can't explain how, how much comfort I find walking through the door of my home. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like my shoulders drop. And I feel that I'm in a resort and not because it's extravagant, but because it's, it's surrounded by all the things that I could ever imagine. And then some, you know, and like, and that it doesn't have to, again, it doesn't, that doesn't mean it has to be extravagant. It can be in an apartment. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. It's just make it yours. And that's all that matters. It does not have to look like the current trend. It doesn't have to look like the old farmhouse or anything. It should just look like you or you and your spouse or your family, you know, Mm. that's it. That's That's truly it. Listen within. (laughs) Listen within. Oh, I find that to be so true. And so thank you so much, Trevor. And how can people connect with you? I'd love to get people into your store on uh, catch you online. What what would you say for that? Yeah. Our store is, um, on veterans, uh, in Fargo for locals. Um, Plaza Azteca. Everybody loves that restaurant. We are right next door to that. So just across the street. And then Gunderson's is also across the street, the jewelry store. Mm -hmm. But um, we do have a website. And then, of course, Instagram as well, curated by Trevor Hill, or I think it's curated by THD maybe. Um, But then Trevor Hill or Trevor Kane Hill, my middle name. um, That's my Instagram. And then um, yeah, Jesse's is curated. So we did the whole curated and we actually did quite a few for like potential future growth, but we did curated home, curated men's. And as you know, has a lot of unisex clothes, but, um, and, and we did four letters like after each one. So some of the future ones will be like curated stay for Airbnbs. And then we, we did some more trademarks, like moving forward, just, you know, you never know if you want to curate your life in a different way. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Cause that was actually uh, one of my catchphrases is like curate your life. It's so true. It's yeah. So true. And that's the beauty of it. Like from style to mm-hmm. house to where you want to live. Like what kind of climate do you like? What kind of people do you want to be around curated to fit you? So, and you're mm-hmm. doing such a great job of that. And I'm so excited. Oh, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do a second um, visit with you when you have stay ready. Cause I'd love to do a tour. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.